Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Rangers Review Morning Briefing for Thursday, the 5th of January. I'm Derek Clark, and I'm joined this morning by Joshua Barry. How are we getting on, Joshua? Yeah, good, Derek. Cold up here today. What's it like? What's it like down your way? Well, it was a, a trek getting back down the road and back in my oh, home. Yeah, abode, tell everyone. Uh, tell morning, everyone about uh, the journey. Of course, the strike action is... Uh, uh, it's, it's, it's in full flow at the moment, so my train was uh, cancelled. Luckily, though, uh, Avanti West Coast put on a, a load of uh, replacement buses, so that got me down to Carlisle. And then from Carlisle, I get a, uh, there was only one train heading out, uh, heading to Wolverhampton, and luckily it passed Warrington, so I managed to get on that. Uh, so all good, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's proving problematic for. Uh, a number of people, the old uh, train delay. So, um, yeah, I totally uh, have sympathy for you if, if it's affecting your daily life. Um, but people are tuning in to talk all things Rangers. Uh, and there's uh, quite a, a wee bit to talk about it as well. Um, just before we do that, folks, it's your last chance to take advantage of our tremendous offer on the website. Um, if I'm not mistaken, it finishes yeah, yeah. today, Joshua. Am, am I right in thinking later tonight? It does. It does finish today, Derek. Um, I've just put the the link in the comments. The link's obviously at the bottom of your screen and in the description as well. Um, you can get, I think it's 25% off the annual price, um, £1 for two months. If you've not signed up yet and you wonder why we go on about it so much, a great opportunity to do so. Uh, top Rangers coverage every single day, lots of different uh, types of content, written content that you won't find anywhere else and also supports our uh, morning briefing as well. So, uh, yeah, do go and subscribe over on the link, um, as I say in the comments and the description as well. Yeah, the annual subscription, 25% off, as Joshua said. It's £26 for an entire year. It really is a cracking deal. Uh, and you can subscribe as well to our YouTube channel uh, for free. You can see the big... Uh, a banner on the screen there, uh, and lots of you doing so. So thanks very much for the support. Right, let's talk Rangers, Joshua. Uh, lots of comments coming in uh, already. Um, before we talk about uh, potential transfer uh, uh, rumours that, that are flying around at the moment, you've got a great piece on the website uh, this morning. Um, I've got a piece as well, the newsletter from yesterday with regards to Alfredo Morelos and whether... A January exit makes sense, uh, or, or whether Rangers should, should keep him around until at least uh, the end of the season. And you've got a piece on there uh, about the underlying attacking upturn under Michael Beale um, and why it's uh, improving in the final third. Can you tell us about your findings and what people can, can expect on there? Yeah, well, obviously, um, five game, five games in Derek kind of marks. Um, it feels like the the first um, bookmark in Michael Beale's Rangers career. Um, obviously, it was minutes away from it being a perfect five from five, but this week he has um, time between the games. Obviously, from Monday's lunchtime kickoff to to Sunday's what is it? I think it's four o'clock up at um, up at Tanadice on Sunday. So there'll be time on the training pitch. Um, I think you could tell even with his comments about recruitment that we discussed earlier in the week, Derek, that um, he, he I, I think it, he said once he got the old firm out of the way, it would allow him to focus more on recruitment. And, and what I think he's saying is there's obviously so many games to prepare for, um, as well as the old firm um, for, from when Beal came in. I think it was 19 games in, in, in five days. Um, so all of that said, I think it gives us a bit of an opportunity to look at some of the numbers um, and, and, and trends. Now, five games isn't a lot, but I think it's enough of an indicator to give an idea. Um, the, the, the key things is uh, Rangers are taking less shots, but 
that might be, be seen as a negative. I don't think that is a negative at all because the shot quality is better. And again, you can read a, a detailed breakdown of this on the website. I won't go through all the um, translations of what all the, the different metrics mean. But yeah, fewer shots, better quality. Rangers are taking them from better locations. Um, not as many shots from outside the box. The, the average distance of where they're shooting from has decreased. Um, chance creation slightly up. But the other notable one, Derek, is set-piece expected goals has, has went up. And it's been comfortably the highest in the division over those five games. Now, again, that's not just to... Five games isn't a big enough um, sample size to kind of say anything, I guess, definitive about that, but it is an encouraging sign. It'll probably level out a little bit. But the thing that stood out for me, if you look at where the type of corners that Rangers have been taking under uh, Van Bronckhorst uh, this season, I think it was 90% of corners were outswingers. And the game at St. Johnson was a perfect uh, example of why it was repetitive, and I think that makes it easier for the the, the opposition to defend. Um, under under Beal, there's been a real increase in in-swingers as well as short corners. Yeah, um, and Rangers already are posing much more of a threat from that. It's, it's commonplace to see um, um, Harry Watling, who's obviously the designated set piece coach, amongst yeah. other things, up on his feet, um, kind of barking out instructions when Rangers are attacking or defending corners and 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 free kicks as well. So interesting to see a bit of a rise in terms of the goal threat that they're posing from there. Um, so so yeah, all in all, fewer shots, more quality, slightly better chance creation, posing a better threat from set pieces um, you can go and read that and get a, a, a better idea of the detail but certainly some encouraging signs um, after five games and, and on Alfredo Morelos um, it's an interesting point because a January exit seems when that first when we were first speaking about that uh, yesterday it seems like a bit of a non-starter because you think well obviously he's important for the rest of the season you obviously risk losing him for nothing at the end of the season I, I still think, um, I don't know what you think about this, I still think you're in a place with Morelos where he's not shown enough consistently yet to to validate the money that he would have to be on, the length of contract he'd have to be on at 26 to keep him at the club. Um, but but tell us a bit about what your argument is in that piece and, and what people can read if they, if they want to read it. And that's free to read because it's obviously the, the newsletter piece. Yeah, yeah. Uh... Listen, he splits opinion on Fredo Morelos at the moment. Um, I thought his, his performance on Monday wouldn't have been a surprise to see him uh, replaced at half-time. Uh, however, I thought he was he was improved in, in the second half. Um, Michael Beale did touch on that as well in his post-match press conference. I do think he still has more to give the, this Rangers team. Um, I would only be getting rid in January if uh, a substantial financial offer is made or a replacement is found. Um, otherwise, I would be keeping him around um, until uh, the summertime. I think it's um, I think it's evident he's, he's going to be departing uh, Rangers in the next few months. Anyway, I don't think he's deserving of a new contract at the moment, but um, certainly I think he just still has uh, plenty to give the, this Rangers team. But understand there are numerous supporters out there that are that are not having him uh, at the moment and, and, and want to get rid of him. Alan Kelly says uh, uh, sell him. Um, I think it's, uh, it's listen. It's going to be interesting to see what, what happens uh, this month. Positive vibe also saying I want us to sell uh, Morelos in January. Uh, let's touch on uh, potential transfer uh, reports that are, that are doing the rounds at the moment. Matt Weir gets in touch. He says, uh, "Morning, gents. Is there truth on William Pacho?" Uh, rumours. I'm sure I'm, that's how you pronounce it. Um, this is, came from Belgium. Uh, currently plays for uh, Antwerp. He's a defender uh, and a, a Belgian journalist by the name of uh, Peter Jan uh, Kalchuen. I believe that's how you pronounce it. 
uh, is reported that Rangers and Monaco have scouted him a number of times uh, and looking to recruit him. Um, so I'm, I'm not going to lie, Joshua, I'm not entirely clued up on on this guy, on, on William Pacho. He's one of a, a number of names that have been linked recently, but he's he's one defender. And as Car Royals gets in touch as well, is there any truth in Dion Sanderson signing? He's another defender that's been linked to the club. There is strong murmurings uh, that I'm hearing that a defender is being targeted to come into the club. Is that an area you, you feel should be strengthened this month? Well, obviously, Beals, the, the kind of um, numbers that have been cited maybe by him is, is two or three. Um, when he's, And he said, I have some players in mind. I don't, I, I don't think it's one singular um, target. But kind of in line with what we're saying about Alfredo Morelos, there's no point in Rangers selling Morelos for two million and bringing in a six-month loan striker or a short-term option. Um, who won't be as good as Morelos can be. That's the, the, the trade-off. That, that's the reality of the, the trade-off you'd have. Um, he needs to plan long-term. And again, as we discussed yesterday, last Jan- January, it was different because of where Rangers were. Um, you know, Let's not forget, uh, la- last December, this time last December, Rangers seemed to be in a pretty healthy place. They were six points ahead at the top of the table. Um, Van Bronckhorst had made a, a positive start. I think all the kind of domestic unravelling happened after. This season, they're in a, a completely different position. Um, d- defender, I guess, it, it, you have Davies and Goldson in there who have, have played well so far in King. But behind that, with Suter and Hellander, um, you don't have that dependability in terms of minutes. So I wouldn't be totally surprised if a defender was to come in mm. um, to the club. Equally, you look at the comments surrounding Suter that was made by the manager and uh, Ross Wilson at the AGM. Um, Rangers believe that they can get him... Um, fit and help him with his injury issues, uh, whether that comes to pass or not. Obviously, uh, time will tell. Naturally, I think people will be um, reluctant to believe that because when a player has suffered so many injuries, I think you just resign yourself to the fact that that's going to be the case, uh, especially given the injury situation at at Rangers in in recent years. Obviously, another name linked has been um, John Fleck, who uh, we, we discussed, I think we've discussed quite a few times, Derek, now, is he early 30s now, John Flight? Maybe 30? Um, 31, is he? I'm not entirely sure. I'll double check. Um, but yeah, yeah so- he's another name that, 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 that has been mentioned. I think we touched on him, I'm sure, last week. Um, I think when we had Stevie on, if I'm not mistaken, and um, we discussed, uh, I said, uh, listen, I would be I would be delighted if John Flight was to arrive at Rangers. I think as, as a squad player, I've always been impressed with him at Sheffield United. He's had his injury problems to seek, of course, but um, yeah, always been a, a fan of his. Carry on. Yeah, I mean, the... The, the issue that you have as well at the moment is Rangers have quite a lot of, I guess, players in the kind of over 30 bracket who, um, and, and and if you look at the type of profile of player they need, they need to get in um, people who they can sell on in two to three years. That's yeah. why I think Beal said when talking about the type of players that he wants to recruit, we need players who are going to be big players for Rangers for the next two to three years. Um I think that will be the priority, but it's a difficult window uh, to recruit um, the January window. That's what you always hear from from clubs, um, and, and it's kind of the narrative um, surrounding it. Especially if Rangers don't want short term deals, but they want to look um, look for the future and, and, and look uh, long term. Um, the the priority has to be in the centre of midfield, uh, as we've discussed a lot recently. And, and and actually, I wouldn't be surprised if there was even two players in that position targeted, Derek, because one of the things, something I'm going to write about over the next few days, 
the, I think the reason that Beal um, was so gutted about Stephen Davis' injury, amongst obviously the fact that um, just the human element, he still had a big role to play, um, and and that role was uh, acted out against Hibbs, and it, it ties into something that Beal said about uh, Bongani Zungu of, of all players. Uh, yeah, that was a bit, was a bit random, wasn't it? When he, when he brought brought his name out of the out of the yeah. It was actually um, it was it was I, I kind of passed me by. I didn't really think about it because obviously, as we keep saying, Beal says so much in his press <laughs> conferences, and there's so many interesting lines that you can, you can miss them if you don't go through um, don't go through them after. And Johnny was saying to me, "Well, that's quite an interesting point. Zungu played. He maybe only started four to five games, but he played that important role of of helping Rangers to see out games. Think yeah. think how many uh, games Rangers won by one goal margins at important points of that season." Stephen Davis did that exact same thing against Hibs, where he came on, helped to to take control of the game. Um, Rangers moved to a, a more traditional um, or a more defensive four three three. They don't really have a player like that who can who can come on and close out the game in, in the same way. I think that's maybe what the manager was trying to do with Ryan Jack at the weekend or, or on Monday, sorry, but he had to obviously uh, replace John Lundstrom with Ryan Ryan Jack rather than playing them both together. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there is if if that profile of player is targeted alongside uh, you need a starter a long-term starter I think at the base of midfield but I also think you need the options in midfield which Beal obviously has along with all uh, the other managers with them um, five subs now yeah all right so many comments coming in here at, at the moment um this one uh, 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 reports coming out this morning uh I'm going to try and chase this up today folks uh, Tom Servo says uh, any news regarding Hollander getting released early from his contract? Now, I know he is free to talk to other clubs uh, about a, a possible transfer away. Um, he's someone that I think many have, have forgotten about at Rangers, which is a shame because we all know when he was uh, clear of injury, which isn't often, of course, he is. For me, uh, I went on record and said he's, he's the best out-and-out defender. Um, I don't see him uh, having an Ibrooks future. I will try and chase this up uh, to see if, if he is getting released. I think he did say he was looking to return uh, February, March time. Um, Hollander for you, Joshua. For me, it's a, it's, it's, it's a sad end to, to his Rangers, his injury-plagued Rangers career. Uh, I think during the 55 season and the, some European matches, he was absolutely uh, excellent. But um, unfortunately, he's been on the treatment table too often. Yeah, there was that stat last year about Hellander wasn't there where I think Goldson had played more games in one season than Hellander had in three. Yeah. Um when when he was rotated, it, it worked. It was and it was the same with Balogun. Balogun couldn't play loads of games in a row, and you've seen that towards the very end of Gerard's era into that Hib semi-final where he was injured, and I think it was just because he he played so many games. So that actually worked quite well because not only did you have players who there were both played on the left side. Or Balogun could play on the left side. It was comfortable there, but they gave you different different um, options. You know, Balogun could allow you to defend in that high line. Hellander, um, most would say, was the kind of best natural one on one defender at the club at that time, and um, w- was also able to to be aggressive because he's so he's just so strong and and um, kind of so dependable. Offered you that left foot as well. I don't think he. Uh, I think Davies, you're seeing already, he's a, a more natural passer than than Hellander. I thought the the, the ball he played through. The lines to Kent. It might have been about a half hour. I think Barisic hit, overhit the cross. He did. Yeah. Um, w- w- was an example of hopefully the type of um, passes, line uh, line breaking passes he can play from the back 
um, Davies because I think we're yet to really see the kind of full extent of his uh, what he can do on the ball. Um, but ever, ever since Hellander scoring that old firm game, he obviously came back and suffered that injury against St Mirren, who's had a really difficult time um, with injuries. So, uh, you know, I, I can't see him being offered a new contract regardless, Derek, which will be a, a sad end to his um, Rangers career because of how, how good he was. And, and it was kind of two years before um, a lot of his injury issues. But equally, obviously, the, the club can't offer a, a new contract to someone if they're not going to be able to, to play that regularly. Yeah, and Derek Ray uh, echoes that. He says, bit gutted for Big Phil. It's ended horribly for the lad. Can't keep folk who want to be on the pitch, though. Yeah, totally agree. Um, comments come in as well regarding Namdi Offabaw, the forgotten man, of course. Uh, it's been so unfortunate for him. He arrived with Jack Simpson uh, just uh, it's the summer of 2021, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, no, Simpson, Simpson was in the January. January, yeah, yeah, yeah he yeah. came early because he actually yeah. played. Simpson actually played four or five games. He played. He started next to Golton in that four-one Old Firm win. Yes, um, yeah. scored twice, which you, you kind of forget. Um, and actually, yeah. this the season after, I remember it might have been. It, do you know what it was? I think it was when Hollander suffered his first injury um, of that season against St Johnston away, where Rangers won two-one. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Simpson then came on off the bench for the last kind of 10 minutes for that game. And I remember Gerard really kind of talking him up after the game. Obviously, it never worked out for him, but um, yeah, he was he was there in the January. Off a bore, I, I guess it's one of these things you can't speculate about it because it's so serious. I think yeah. the club naturally, as as any employee uh, employer is right to do, has to stand by one of their employees when they have serious health issues. Yeah, um, And it's a shame because I, th I think he, he looked like a, an interesting, exciting profile of player when um, he was first uh, first scouted and, and, and first came up the road to Rangers. But I don't know what more you can say than that, Derek. Yeah. Uh, prior to, there was a piece I did when, when the website was launched where I spoke to uh, some of his uh, teammates at, at Wickham Wanderers um, and also Bournemouth as, as well. I spoke to the, the, the captain down there and they spoke very highly of him, saying he's a... Uh, they wouldn't be surprised to see him uh, strutting him stuff in, in, the, in the Premier League down south. But um, unfortunately, um, it's, it's just not happened for him. We'll try and get an update on Namdi. Um, I'll see the press conference tomorrow. If we get an opportunity, I might ask Michael Beale because uh, uh, Van Bronckhorst gave me an update back in the summertime on him um, and says they're still carrying out tests. So uh, certainly something that you can't rush in. And we wish the lad all the very best, not only... Um, would be love to see him on the football pitch, but first and foremost, um, getting back to uh, full fitness in terms of his health as well. Um, lots of co <laughs> Scott Mitchell says, any Bolton players we could nick Derek? Uh, and then it ties in with this uh, point from Stuart Keane. How good is James Trafford, the Bolton goalie? This was a, a report last week that emerged from the Daily Mail, if I'm not mistaken, suggesting Rangers were looking at uh, James Trafford, who is on loan at Bolton from Manchester City, very highly rated England under-21 goalkeeper. Um, talks a great game as well. Um, he's, uh, he's he's a fantastic lad, um, full of personality. However, spoke to the, the Bolton manager after the Lincoln game last week, yeah. and he said he's there for a season-long loan. There is no recall option um, so he has gone nowhere in January. As for the other players at Bolton, I think we touched on Dapo Afalain yesterday. Um, if, if Rangers were to do a deal for him, I know there was links in the summertime 
didn't materialise, um, but I certainly would have no qualms about him turning up at Ibrooks uh, sometime uh, in the future. Um, let's touch, I love this, Stephen Gillespie says, love to see a cheeky wee South American come in, a la Seb Rosenthal. Uh, you'll be too young to remember that, uh, Joshua, yeah. when uh, Rosenthal arrived at Rangers. It was uh, excitement galore, and it was back when you never had so much footage of, of players around the world as you do now. It was just grainy, uh, Chilean TV footage that we've seen of them, and, and certainly... Uh, there was the excitement of, of seeing him pitch up at Ibrooks, but unfortunately, like Hollander we've just spoken about, uh, suffered a, a, a terrible injury in a match against St. Johnson. I think he scored in his debut, if I'm not mistaken, and was out for uh, much of his career after that. Really was a shame for him. But uh, yeah, everyone loves a South American, don't they? Um, and that's uh, this comment coming. In. I think it's a, a, a link that was suggested a few weeks ago when the World Cup was on. Uh, Joshua Chris Hamilton says. Uh, what about the Australian at St Mirren replacement for Jack? Uh, this is a boy, uh, Bacchus. Bacchus. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's Keanu. Keanu, Keanu Bacchus. Yeah, yeah. yeah it looks. Look, I thought he, um, he. I think he started the game against Argentina. If I'm not uh, mistaken. You're right. He did. Yes. Not. I'm not going to lie. I can't. I can't think of much football that I've seen him play to offer any sort of opinion on that. Um, but Rangers. Um, Need more young players. They need midfielders. So it's obviously not going to be um, the 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 worst shout. I thought Jack when he came on at the weekend until that goal had actually done quite well. Um, watched obviously as as we discussed yesterday for the second goal. I think a, a number of players um, should have should have done better for that. Um, Rangers have uh, recruited relatively successfully at points from the Scottish Premiership in recent seasons, and then at others they they haven't at all. Ryan Jack's obviously an example um, of the former. That midfield just it so badly needs um, freshness and legs. And that's why someone like Offerbore, his profile of player, as well as Lundstrom, who maybe is a, a, a product of having to play so much football in, in this year, is, is not always um, looked at as, as physical best because when he is at his, his best and the performances that stick out in your mind is as a box-to-box player who... Can dominate and is and is quick and is strong and is powerful. That's the profile that Rangers recruited in in that summer with Offerbore and, and Lundstrom. Um, and and I think, obviously, as, as we continue to make the point of, that's what they need to do going forward. More players in that area, but um, yeah, may, maybe one um, that will that will keep an eye out for the future back is because um, yeah, as I say, he he, he played in that um, game against Argentina. By all accounts, has has been quite impressive at St. Moon. Yeah, and Steely FM, a lovely comment here. The one that got me excited that never materialised was Jardel. Uh, what a goal-scoring record he had at the time. Yeah, absolutely. The uh, uh, red tape scuppered that deal. I was absolutely gutted when we never seen him in, in a Rangers jersey. Of course, scored against Rangers for Galatasaray uh, in the Champions League uh, later on. And, and Van Bronckhorst scored one of the, the greatest, uh, the hardest-hit free kicks I think I've ever seen. Did you ever see that, Joshua? Van Bronckhorst yeah. free kick in the... Galatasaray. Uh, He's got Van Bronckhorst's um, goal uh, compilations on YouTube are quite impressive. Not, yeah. Nothing will obviously top that um, the, the strike in the semi-final, which just every time you see it, you think, surely he's not going to shoot. The Holland one, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Never scored a tap in Van Bronckhorst. And no. Never quite worked for him as a manager at Rangers, but some of the goals he scored were, were sublime. I uh, always remember the one against Celtic as well, and that the 4-0 one at Ibrox when he... He'd done the Ravenelli and peeled away was was highly enjoyable. And then the, the one at Monaco as well, 
was a beauty. Loved a shot from range to the, uh, yeah. the Van Bronckhorst. Um, and as Andy Max says, it was Jartel's misses that get plenty, plenty excited. Yeah, can't can't deny that uh, as well. Um, listen, there's so many players that are going to be linked uh, with Rangers this month. Um, but I think it, it's fair to say, I think midfield is a priority for me, Josh. We've touched on this in numerous shows before. I know uh, defenders are being eyed. Uh, Michael Beale has already said that goalkeeper is not a position he's looking to strengthen. But midfield, certainly there has to be a couple of reinforcements in there. We talk touched on, on on backers, but it has to be starters. Michael Beale has said this in his press conferences. Mm-hmm. He's not interested in uh, in squad fillers. He wants players to come in and start games. So um, I think we're, we're both in agreement it needs to uh, revamp yeah. that midfield. Yeah, and, and it's probably a good uh, opportunity as well to discuss um, Malik Tillman, who played a bit deeper against yes. Celtic and the Old Firm. We've not really touched on that. Um, there is an article that we did earlier in the week um, that's on our our Twitter page from yesterday, which um, kind of breaks down a little bit more of the detail as to why Beale thinks that Tillman's best position is at number eight. And I think that the performance against uh, the, the Celtic in the old firm showed, it showed that, that Tillman can do that and it showed my, why Beale thinks he, he should play there. Um, but also why someone like Tillman maybe looks better in a, a defensive system that isn't as much about marking up man for man as it was on the Van Bronckhorst. And, and and maybe that's more difficult for a young, young player. Maybe it places more individual responsibility on them. I, I think the reason he wants to play him deeper is because at the moment, Rangers don't have many midfield profiles that are really going to get the ball from box to box. Not many ball carriers. And that's one of Tillman's real strengths. And it allows him to be more involved in the game, get more touches, but then also arrive in the final third and also contribute there and, and make the difference as he has done and ahead of him uh, get three attackers three goal scorers in the team um it, it's similar to what they did with with joe rebo um playing him on the right or or the left of that midfield three i don't think he was as, as much of a goal threat incidentally but i do think what he gave you was that box to box um capability where so often he'd be the one that was carrying Rangers forward and able to use his his physicality and, and his technical ability all over the pitch rather than just when he got the ball kind of out wide in, in the final third or in and around the penalty box. Um, so be interested to see what people think about that. But generally, I think the, the narrative around Tillman's really, really spun in the last three weeks. Um, you've seen him make the attacking difference under Beale, and and as Beale said himself, he, he had a, he's had a moment in every game prior to the the old firm game on Monday. But um, his defensive numbers again, which are up on the the, the Twitter page and the website, were were impressive. I don't know what you made of him at the weekend, Derek, but I thought he um, yeah. I, I I thought he was really good defensively, and he did a lot of. Uh, I, I think he helped keep the ball a lot away from Callum McGregor as well, which is something that you can't really measure through stats or maybe sometimes you, you miss that in a game. Um, but I thought he played a really defensive, uh, important role off the ball um, when obviously most people think, myself included, the main contribution he's going to give is, is on the ball. Yeah, yeah, I thought I thought it was good. Rangers maybe struggled to get him on the ball as as, as much as they would have liked in the first half, but he did a, did a power of work. Uh, he certainly rolled up his sleeves and, and it was more... Um, Dominant in what he was, I think, than in, in, in the game at Parkhead earlier on in the season. Um, he's certainly grown into uh, the role, and, and, and 
uh, it looks like he, he gets getting more and more comfortable coping with, with the demands yeah. placed upon him. Um, Michael Beale obviously places a lot of trust in him. Um, this is an interesting point from CGM55, actually. Lowry wasn't even in the matchday squad on Monday, but he says, uh, play Tillman 8 and Lowry 10. This is the way. It's uh, an interesting point. Um, listen, I think Tillman's got a, a big, big role to play for Rangers right now. If they had to, if they had to say, I, I notice the debate at the moment, he's on that, that uh, loan to buy. Surely, surely no one's going to say you don't buy him. I'd be amazed if someone was yeah. saying you wouldn't buy Tillman. I mean, yeah. what if I, I just, I would struggle to get my head around that because he's got everything yeah. and obviously he's not going to be the finished product, but who is it 20? Why else would he be here? You know, yeah. he, he, he needs a coach. He needs coached in certain aspects of his game. I actually think if you look at, he wins a lot of tackles. His tackle rate's actually really good. And I think he, he obviously has the kind of physical capabilities to be really dominant in that midfield. It's just about coaching him into a system that, that maybe gets the, the best out of him in that regard. So I, I definitely, I mean, I'd be amazed. I don't think James Sands has, has done enough to at all to warrant paying that money as of yet. But Tillman, I'd be amazed if anyone thought that, that Rangers shouldn't pay that money for him. Yeah, I, I, I'm paying the money all day long. Uh, I think he's he's a cracking big player. Of course, he, is, he frustrates uh, with his work rate, but I think that is improving. Uh, and the amount of balls he wins as well in, 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 uh, in advanced positions uh, hasn't gone unnoticed, especially recently um, under under Michael Beale, uh, as yeah. well as Algo says. Uh, Tillman needs bots. Said it from... Day one, yeah, I think he's got a great career ahead of him if he keeps progressing uh, at the way he is. Barry uh, gets in touch as well. Morning, Barry. Tilson is awesome. So young, the improvement in a year uh, is incredible. It's not even a year, yeah. isn't it? No. This, this is his first full season in, in senior football. Had a handful of uh, appearances, cameos, if you like, for uh, Bayern Munich. Uh, he's, he's been schooled uh, in one of the, the greatest uh, footballing schools uh, on the planet. And Rangers uh, fortunate to have him on their books at the moment. Um, yeah, and I'm, I'm buying them all day long. Um, okay, I think that'll do us there, folks. Uh, thanks to everyone who has got in touch with the programme uh, this morning. It's greatly appreciated as ever. Um, we'll be back again tomorrow. Uh, in fact, at the later time tomorrow, we're, we're getting Ali Bain on all the way over from the US of A and we'll be on after the press conference tomorrow with, with Michael Beale. So we'll be on uh, tomorrow afternoon, round about 2pm, maybe shortly, slightly after 2pm, uh, uh, and we'll give give you all the reaction from that press conference. So uh, hope you can, can join us uh, then. But until then, enjoy the rest of your Thursday. Bye for now.